What is good, sports world? Welcome to the Family Feud Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting here with my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks and NFL beat writer, here to talk some week three recap in the NFL. Looking forward to week four and the rest of the season. Some of the biggest talking points of the week, some things we want to buy or sell. Mr. Allendale, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm looking at last week, there were eight teams that had what we could call quarterback uncertainties going into the game in which a new guy was starting or a guy was starting who was either on the bench or not even on the team. And five of those eight, team, eight teams won. So I think it was a watershed moment in the NFL for quarterbacks. Uh, the young guns are coming. Young Guns, you're jumping the gun on me here. That's my first topic here, NFL Week 3, buy or sell. New quarterbacks are here to stay. Absolutely. I, quite a few of them are here to stay, and one of the reasons is because of their staying power, especially if Gardner Minshew, he has an incredible story. The guy that's now the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars with Nick Foles out until they say game 10 or 11. I, I don't know. We don't know about that. He just, he's an incredible story. He's been a backup since his high school days, backup in college. And uh, his whole story is just incredible. If, you, if people know it, uh, he left East Carolina. He was going to go to Alabama. Nick Saban offered him, said, well, you can be a backup, and then I'm going to make you a graduate assistant. And then the great Mike Leach, the captain of the Air Raids, came in and said, hey, what do you want to do? You want to carry a clipboard or you want to lead the nation in, in score, in passing? And, of course, he took the latter, and he led the nation in passing. So it's, it's an interesting point because we're trying to kind of bring this full circle. We, we all knew the stat last week, which was this is the NFL record for most quarterbacks starting in a single weekend, age 26 or younger. And that not only includes Daniel Jones – but throw in Kyle Allen, you mentioned Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett, your boy, not to mention Mason Rudolph. We still got Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold's coming back from mono next week, or after the bye, should I say. Josh Rosen, your real boy, Josh Rosen. And then not to mention Josh Allen, again, second-year starter, Kyler Murray, the rookie. Hey, Teddy Bridgewater, for some reason I'm thinking this guy's 36 years old. He's, he's 26 or younger. He qualifies in that too. So all of these guys, hey, all these guys aren't franchise quarterbacks, but – I think more than half of them that I just mentioned had the chance, if not almost all of them. I think the biggest question mark, I think a lot of people consider Bridgewater uh, more of the one of the better backups in the league, but Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Jacoby, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, maybe debatable whether or not he's going to be a franchise starting quarterback. Yeah, well. But he, but as a backup, he's considered one of the, if not the best second-string quarterback in the league, him and Bridgewater together. And Minshew, you got to throw him in that category. Even if he loses the job to Foles when Foles comes back, Minshew's going to be regarded as one of the best backups. Kyle Allen, you can say the same thing for him. Undrafted free agent, balled out last year in, in Week 17. And he played against backups and against a Saints team that wasn't trying to win, but he balled out again in a real regular season game this past week against the Cardinals, albeit one of the worst secondaries in the league. But I, I think you're right, and I think it's something to where going into this season – I don't think we realized that such a major shift in the NFL was happening mm -hmm. with the face because we looked at guys like Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, 
these guys are all staples of the NFL, but it looks like we're starting to turn a new page here. Yeah, yeah not everybody can play until 40, 42, or Tom Brady will probably play, play till he turns 100. Not everybody can do that. The Big Ben, I don't think he has an enemy. His reputation as someone who takes really good care of his body is that he doesn't put a lot of effort into that. And he got hurt just on, on a simple throw. There was no contact. So uh, be careful. But J- Jacoby Brissett does not – Surprised me at all. I remember when he was at Florida, in the state of Florida, he was all-state basketball player, uh, first team, great athlete. Probably should have won a quarterback job at, uh, at Florida, but the great will picked Jeff Driscoll to be the starting quarterback, and, uh, and Jacoby left, and, and wound up having a good career. And it, I, I'm not surprised at what he did. Okay, so out of all those guys I mentioned, some of them started this year for the first time. Well, this is actually Lamar Jackson's first full season as a starter. Kyler Murray's obviously first season as a rookie starter. Josh Rosen, you throw him in that mix. All these guys I mentioned, Sam Darnold, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones. Which one or which one or two of these do you pick? Because I named 10 guys all together. Throw Gardner in there. Throw Kyle Allen in there. Throw Teddy Bridgewater in there. Which of these guys you really think has a chance to take the reins and run with it? What I saw Sunday, I like. I gotta say, I like Daniel Jones. I mean, he just well join the club because most people are saying. That I mean, uh, I'm sorry, the Bucks. We we suffered with the Bucks for the last two decades. He just looked. The, man, what he did was just impeccable, especially the last play or the next alert near the end of the game when he broke right up the middle for the touchdown that eventually won the game for them. He. He, th- he had a nice arm. He was accurate. He- and he could run. Eli couldn't do that. So I, I think Daniel Jones, it may be rough for him for a while. He's not going to have a great game like that every week, but I think he's here to stay. And, and just to clarify that we're here, the Family Feud Football Podcast in southwest Florida. We're a little less than an hour south of Tampa Bay. Mr. Allendale, you covered the Bucks for quite a few years yourself. And this defense was considered one of the worst in the league last year, but they've actually been revamped this season with Todd Bowles coming in there. Shaq Barrett's one of the league leaders, if not the league leader in sacks on the season. So this isn't necessarily a cakewalk defense. And Daniel Jones led the comeback without Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it's just so that a, says a lot right there to me. I, and the Bucks are cursed. I mean, that, that's the only thing you could think of. I mean, they, they scored 28 points in the, in the first half. It looked like they had the game wrapped up, and then he scored three the rest of the game, of course, there was that blown field goal, but they also gave up 21 points in, in the second half. Uh, and it just it's just something that repeats itself on and on. Todd Bowles has a reputation. He likes to bring the house, but he also opens himself up to get burned. I mean, like we, everyone made fun of Dave Gettleman. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see it all the all the big national media channels, talk radio stations all across the country. Everyone's talking about Daniel Jones, and I think it's for a good reason. And I, and I pick him number one out of all the guys on this list. Out of him, Kyle Allen, Gardner Minshew, Lamar Jackson, um, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and all the other names we mentioned, Sam Darnold, et cetera, et cetera. Give me Daniel Jones number one because he has the best combination of passing and rushing and the size to get it done. And you saw him, he rushed for over 1,000 yards at Duke. And I don't think the rushing touchdowns that he scored this past week was a fluke. And I think they're going to have to rely on him even more with Saquon Barkley out of the lineup. And and luckily they got Sterling Shepard back now. They're getting Golden Tate back from suspension in a couple weeks. So he's got some decent weapons at his disposal. Let's see if they go and trade or sign a running back off of waivers. But give me jo- give me Daniel Jones, number one. I'm still a big fan of Josh Allen he, with, with the big arm and the rushing ability he's got. Same with Kyler Murray. 
Same with Lamar Jackson. Those three I kind of put in the same type of group. And the, the other two guys that impress me the most are, are Kyle Allen and Gardner Minshew. I think those guys have a legit shot at being the team starter for the foreseeable future. And we talked about last week in our buy or sell that the careers of Big Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton are over. And I think Kyle Allen might have cemented that in the fact that now they're going to hold Cam Newton out. They're going to give him more time. The better Kyle Allen yeah. plays, the more they're going to rest Cam Newton until he's truly 100%. And we might still have a quarterback dilemma on our hands when that happens. We might see that with Nick Foles, too. So Yeah, that's an exact, exact same point. So I think probably the most underwhelming was Mason Rudolph. But, you know, first start, played a somewhat of a tough defense, was on the road on the West Coast. We'll see if he gets better. But. Yeah. I mean, part of the criticism of, of Daniel Jones is was the Duke hater or the Duke hatred. Just a lot didn't of play people. Any competition. Well, there's people that that hate Duke. They they just don't like him. Christian Leitner, Leitner, all those guys going back to basketball. So I think that was part of the criticism of Daniel Jones. Also, the ACC is not exactly known for uh, football outside of Clemson. It's still a Power Five conference, though. And one interesting point that I've heard from a few people who say positive things about Daniel Jones, or were saying it before this game with him as a starter, is that. You look at all the stats he put up, and he had no weapons at Duke. Yeah. Now he's actually got some weapons. So maybe he could actually even be better than he was at Duke. I mean, yeah. think about that for a second in the glass half full side of things. So anyways, we're going to move on from this topic, Mr. Allendale. We're going to jump into a few teams across the NFL, AFC, NFC. We've got a handful of undefeated teams heading into week four. The Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs, Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, Rams, Niners, and even the Detroit Lions unbeaten, even though they have one tie on their resume. But I'm going to start off first, Mr. Allendale, buy or sell. We'll go one team at a time with a few of these undefeateds. Wow. Buy or sell the Buffalo Bills. Well, absolutely sell the Bills and the 49ers. Okay. I want to jump in there. They are the, okay. two, the two worst undefeated teams. I thought Jimmy G was your boy, though. Well, I'm you talking about up, the you team. You picked him up in fantasy this week. Yeah, you, dropped you dropped them, them already. They have beaten – each Buffalo and the 49ers, the teams they beat are all one and eight, two winless teams and two one and two teams. And they struggled, okay? I mean, the, the Bills beat the Jets 17-16, the, the hapless Jets, even though they had, they had Sam Darnold for that game. He was suffering from a mono, but no one knew. No, they, they, and, they, and they barely beat my hapless, beloved Cincinnati Bungles this past yeah. week at home. In, in what they call a smash spot. They were supposed to blow out the Bengals. Now, now Buffalo has a chance to silence all the critics like myself this Sunday when they play at home against uh, New England. If you want to bet Buffalo, go ahead. It's going to be a heck of a crowd in that game. I'm excited about that game. With two, anytime you get two unbeaten teams in the same division facing off, especially when the quote-unquote underdog is at home, it always makes for a fun atmosphere. I'm, I'm not a fan of either team, but I always root for the underdog when it comes to two teams – that I don't personally root for, so I'll be pulling for the Bills a little bit in that. I'll be interesting to see. I and, and it leads me to my to my next question, Mr. Allendale. Buy or sell? The Patriots are still Super Bowl favorites without Antonio Brown. Oh, they were yeah, they were favorites before he even showed up. Okay, so and you're then buying you, that. you bring up the point though. What's the combined record of the teams 
that New England be? Well, I was going to get to that. You're, you're stealing my thunder here. So you're talking. You're you're using the the record of the opponents to knock the Bills and the Niners. Yeah. So you, are you going to use it to knock the Patriots? No, I won't because I think the Patriots are good and they're defending Super Bowl champions. So not a sing- All three of their opponents are winless on the season. Yeah, Jets zero and three. Steelers zero and three. Dolphins zero and three. So zero and nine. Oh, maybe, maybe maybe it'll change. Obviously. Well, now they get to play an undefeated team. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the the fortunes change for the Patriots this week. Plus 89 point differential on the season, by far the highest in the NFL. Look, when it comes to the 49ers, I'm not I'm not buying or selling. I, I think they're a good team, and I, I think they're going to be in the hunt for the playoffs too in the NFC. I I, I think they're going to compete for that uh, NFC West division title as well. And with the Buffalo Bills, yeah, I don't think they're going to beat out the Patriots for the division title. But don't be surprised to see the Bills in the playoffs at the end of the season. The strange thing about the Lions. When you look at who they played, who they beat, they tied Arizona, which they have to consider that a loss. But then they uh, they beat the Chargers and the Eagles, uh, final, you know, that are two final eight teams from last year. So you just don't know. If they, if they can stop beating themselves, don't make two mistakes. Uh, Matthew Stafford doesn't turn it over, can avoid the sacks. Uh, they, they can be really tough and dangerous. Uh, buy or sell, last one here, are the Cleveland Browns a playoff team? Right now it looks pretty bad. You look at their schedule, you look how they played, the hype, overhype. Uh, they could be 1-5 after six games. Four out of the next five games for the Browns are on the road. They're at Baltimore, at the 49ers, then at home against the Seahawks, then they're at the Patriots and at the Broncos. You think that – they're going to be favored in one of these next five games. Maybe they'll be favored at Denver, yeah. but even playing in the altitude at Mile High Stadium, maybe they won't. If they enter that game one and six, two and five, maybe they won't even be favored in that game. Yeah. It's it's tough sledding. After that, they got back-to-back home games against the Bills and the Steelers. I don't want to get too far down the schedule. They got maybe two winnable games outright in terms of they play the Dolphins at home and they play the Bengals at home. Yeah. Yeah, and, and outside of that, they got some tough matchups on their schedule, the Cleveland Browns. Well, Denver's defense right now is a mess. They do not have a, sna- a sack or a takeaway this season. Is that something that's just dumb luck, or is that uh, just going to is that gonna regress to the mean? Because you, th- yeah. you figure that they're going to be due for turnovers at yeah, some point, right? Maybe. Yeah, Vic Fangio, I mean. They've lost seven in a row. Flacco was sacked a career high six times last week. <laughs> Fangio says, well, Joe needs to get rid of the ball quicker. Okay, Joe, maybe. Yeah, well, that, that that's one of the quarterback changes that I didn't think was going to help their team. I think Kate, Case Keenum is a better quarterback than Flacco, and that's not even saying too much at this point in both of their careers. So we'll see how – We'll see how long even Case Keenum lasts in Washington. They're 0-3. They're one of the winless teams. Arizona also winless at 0-2-1. Well, they consider themselves 1-2. Yeah. Broncos, Bengals, Steelers, Jets, and Dolphins. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised to see the Steelers on there. Obviously, the injury to Big Ben halfway through the three games Wow, well, it's help, not just but... – look who they lost. Le'Veon Bell, Big Ben. Well, I mean, Antonio Brown. Well, they didn't Bell have Le'Veon Bell uh, yeah, last year yeah. either, but I think losing Antonio Brown made a lot bigger impact than a lot of people thought it would because Juju Smith-Schuster struggling seeing the main primary coverage from opposing defenses. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't. I think the Steelers are the best 0-3 team out of this group. Let me say that, even with Mason Rudolph under center. Uh, Arizona, maybe, they're up there too, but – Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. I think the Cardinals are going to struggle more often than not. They'll make some splash plays and some highlight plays. But other than that, I, th- I think 
they're going to struggle to get even to 6-10 and 10 on the season. We'll take a second here to talk about our sponsor on the Family Feud Football Podcast. The Family Feud Football Podcast is sponsored by Go Baller Media. Go Baller Media is your go-to digital BFF when it comes to designing your new website, creating custom social media content for your brand, enhancing your SEO presence online, and boosting e-commerce sales for your business. Go Baller Media is a portfolio company of rock ventures, run by Cleveland Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert and has powered websites and mobile apps for some of the biggest brands in sports and entertainment, as well as small to medium-sized businesses of all kinds. Whether it's your personal brand, startup, business, or upcoming event, Go Baller Media has the strategy and services to power your project to the next level. Visit www.goballer.com today to learn more. That's www.goballer.com. That does it for this week's... No, just one thing I like that you mentioned, the uh, New England-Buffalo. Let's not forget New England. New England has won seven straight in, at Buffalo, so keep that in mind. Okay, well, that does it here for this week on the NFL Buy or Sell episode, the Family Feud Football Podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast player, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, the Apple iTunes Store. We're pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. For myself, Chris Dell, the mad journalist. For Mr. Alan Dell, the godfather. That does it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out.